This is the Ethical Business Podcast. My name is Janet McLaughlin, and I am the founder and managing director of a company called Marmion, based in Yorkshire. Today, we decided that it would be time to interview and allow listeners to get to know my co-host, Matt Pallister. Hello, Matt. Hello, Janet. We're trying to do this as naturally as possible. <laughs> and now that Matt is in the spotlight, he says he's very nervous. Yeah. Matt, how are we going to overcome that nervousness? I don't know, Janet. Me and you are very good when we get talking, so I'm hoping we'll be all right. It's um, It's been an interesting week with everything that's been going on. There's been a lot of messages, a lot of calls, but... Um, Yes, because listeners, um, Matt has been promoted to our executive board. So well done, Matt. I'm really proud of you. Um, I have to say, somebody asked me the other day, how does that feel? And I, and I said, you know, really it's, it's what I've always wanted to do. That is to promote somebody for all the right reasons onto the executive board, because you know, you're, you and the rest of the team are the future of the business. And I'm sure like every other business owner, um, especially a business where you have a vision that you want to see it growing even beyond your time, you know, my own time within the business to have, you know, a very clear succession plan. And, you know, when I, well, I remember when I met you, I mean, you've only been with us for five years, which is a long time, but you're only a little boy, 22. Yeah, 21, 22, I think it was. Yeah. I, I joined... It was two just weeks after my your, birthday. Oh, yeah, two weeks after your birthday. That's yeah, correct, yeah. Yeah, so um, the day before payday. I always That's remember right. that. That's right, I always remember that. Yeah, 19th of June, 2017. Yeah. Can you believe it? Five years later. I know. From the shed to... to the city. To, to the, the city. motorway, or just off the motorway. <laughs> I <know. laughs> No, I think, you know, it's been, a, it's been a great week, Janet, in terms of, you know, reconnecting with old peers from... from from years ago and also mm-hmm. you know speaking to to clients that we we continue to work with I've been a little bit overwhelmed actually by all of the I know you got quite emotional the other day didn't you, yeah. you said, oh, I'm getting really emotional <laughs> but I think that is what is so lovely about the people that we work with they are you know they they are really happy for our development your development they're really you know they don't have to say much but when they do they say it in a really you know authentic way so I you know I know that they're really pleased for you and they're just probably as excited as I am to see what you're going to do next yeah well I mean we talk now about where we want to take the business I mean we've always been you and I big picture thinkers I think Janet Mm. but it's now sitting on the board with you having those conversations and actually being in a position to be able to make legal decisions and you know to pave the way or the future for for Marmion and not just us, but the, the the wider team is what's what's exciting me the most. You know, we've got big plans. I know we are still a small agency, but we've always said we we operate as though we were a large corporate. You know, that's that's our day to day business. And I think for me, when you look at the the ethics and the the ethical values that underpin all of that, that's where we're going to stand out to our competition. There's a lot of work to do. But that's where I think will be the the kind of the the point that will set us apart. And as an ethical business driver, <laughs> which that's what you're, yeah, you know, that's the whole point. Is you know, as, as an ethical business driver, how have you changed in the last? How do you think you've changed just in the last couple of weeks, moving from as a man a manager with your own, you know, a full client list you know assignment list you know to now being responsible for the future of not just marmion but the people who work in it 
because yeah. this is I suppose this is something that happens to everybody I remember the, my first appointment mm. and how I changed how did you change the, the last week or so has been been quite strange because obviously although it won't just happen overnight you know you're gradually starting to pass on responsibilities that you've had on a day-to-day basis to other members of the team and you you do free up time you know mm-hmm. you as a as a director you have time to be able to sit and think and absorb what's going on around you to think about the strategy of the business and that's ultimately what a director is there there to do you know you're working with the wider team looking at their development their training where processes and systems can be improved but also thinking about how we're going to actually get to that point of you know at the end of our three or five year plan Mm -hmm. and that that for me has been the strangest thing I actually said to a client earlier today on the phone and she said oh don't tell Janet that you've got more free time and I was like well no that's the whole point you know (laughs) it's okay if you're listening it's okay I want him to have a bit more free time to be able to make that that, to create that future for the business exactly and you know it's it's that's been the strangest thing for me is 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 freeing up my time although this week we've got someone on holiday so I'm still running a desk and I will continue to run a desk you know I I enjoy recruitment Mm -hmm. I really love the day-to-day work of of consulting both clients and candidates Mm -hmm. I know you do you're still running a couple of Mm -hmm. clients yourself Mm -hmm. Janet you know even now as an MD but I think the the truth is that if anyone is running a business like ours Mm -hmm. they would never want to not do that yes as an MD or a CEO you you have to be focused on the strategy but you you can't lose touch with the day-to-day goings on of within a business in terms of what the team are doing because that is how as business leaders you and I are going to be able to develop that succession plan that you mentioned right at the beginning do you know it's it's really interesting when you know one of when I worked for a big corporate many years ago the one thing that I took from that um, directorship course it was through the IOD was what is a limited company what is the what is the company and I likened it to it was a child, you know, and a child or somebody who I was responsible for. And I took that responsibility really seriously because I thought, oh, my gosh, yeah, it is. It's a limited company and therefore it's its own legal entity. And so, you know, the role of a director, when you look into it, and this is why if you if you've got a title of director it's a huge huge responsibility you don't necessarily have to lose sleep at night about it as long as you've got a direction yeah. and you've got you've had you're prepared for it because i mean this next year is really about your training i always think a director when you're appointed the next year it's a bit like when you get a driving you get your driving yeah. license <laughs> you've got the next year or so you're learning how to drive and so you know for I would say any good business leader, anybody who appoints a director, um, especially someone who's grown up through the ranks, the next bit is to actually teach them how to be a director. Yes. And also that's part of your responsibility as, as a director in the making. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a title, it's a real responsibility. It's a bit like you wouldn't put your child in the hands of a complete psycho. Yeah. You put your child <laughs> in the hands of somebody who you know is a safe pair of hands. I know. And when you've got when you when you've created a business on the back of ethics, it you know, people will monitor you to say, okay, oh well they're not they're not quite as ethical as they say they are. That's why it's so important that when you bring somebody onto the board, you bring somebody on who shares those ethical that ethical compass. Yeah. Which, you know, we've spoken about this loads, Janet. You know, when I when I first reached out to you I think I I had followed you for many years, you know, in terms of, you know... Since what, he was 11. 
for what, what, you, what you'd been doing, you know, it's, and, and then obviously watching you build the business in your back garden, that for me was just the point where I was like, what's going on there? It really piqued my interest because I read a lot of self-development books. I read a lot of business books. Um, it's just what I enjoy because I like hearing about true success stories. Mm. You know, one of those being Nike reading mm. Shoe, Shoe Dog they're in their 50th year this year and you would not think that a business such as Nike is only 50 years old you know they're a household name mm. and their story is just incredible when you read it and there's there's many others that, I, that that I've read about but when I saw you building the business in the garden I thought oh that looks interesting and then you extended the shed and that was like yes. oh something's going on here and then obviously, as, as we started talking about um, there being a potential opportunity for me to come and join you as a trainee, I was all over it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I put all the effort into to it at the beginning, you know, to really make sure that I really understood what I was getting into because I was leaving behind a whole career that I'd built within an industry that I absolutely loved. Um, mm-hmm. And I had connections, I'd built a network. And I still have them today, but it, it's, it was a big decision for me. So that, that's why I put so much effort in. And then here we are, fast forward five years later, you know, we've built the business each year grow. We've, we've seen year on year growth. And we're, we're now, I feel, <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed, we've, we've got Brexit behind us. We've got the pandemic behind us. We can really start to take the business forward because we have literally, you know, we've taken two steps forward, five steps back because there's just been another thing that has, has hit the business. But one thing we've always said is that, you know, if we focus on what we have control over, yes. it will it will happen. And that's mm-hmm. what we've done throughout throughout Brexit, throughout the pandemic. We kept our heads down. We focused on not just the business, but the people in the business to make sure that we we kept moving forward. And yes, you've got to be aware of what's going out on out there in the, the wider economic landscape and within your competition. But if you focus on what you have control over... It really is quite straightforward, you know. And do you think, I mean, you you left school and went into business. Mm-hmm. Do you think ethics in business, have you seen in the different industry, the different places you've worked, do you feel that ethics is the one thing that will, is most relevant? Do you think it's more relevant now than it was, say, a decade ago? Yeah, do you think that that is, I mean, how do you think that is going to impact businesses, not just our business, because we, I think we, we, I believe that we have a very clear vision. I think it's embedded in what we do, but for businesses who are starting out, what advice would you give to those startup businesses that are thinking, how do I make my mark? Yeah, I think it's interesting because when I joined you, of course, I've always had this moral compass, but I was very as a as a as a younger entrepreneur or whatever you'd like to call yourself you know I was very focused on the money I was you know when I joined you it was money 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 I wanted to build my wealth and of course that is still important but having spent 5 years with you now Janet it and and looking at how you've built the business or how you've created the business it very much is ethical led and that for me has has shifted my mindset significantly away from it all being about the money because one thing you you said to me obviously I know you you tell this story a lot but when when you set the business up Alan turned around to you and said you know how much money are you going to make and it was always about it was always about the delivery not not the money because actually when you when you deliver a service that is ethical and that actually is focused on the clients and candidates 
the commercials follow behind you and 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 Marmion is a true example of of that you know and that was the hardest thing for me to get into the mindset of in the earlier days because I was like I just wanted to start making placements and making loads of placements but you then showing me that actually you've got to look at um you know you've got to look at actually placing people in those businesses that they stay beyond their their rebate period and they they eventually become the future managers of the of the future or the managers of the future sorry um because eventually they will be the people that that will come back to you that's right and you know what what's what's nice now is that five years on i am now working with those people you yep. know people that i placed in my my very first year are now those future managers yeah it's a great feeling isn't yeah it? it's great you know when you walk into a business and you see teams around around you that you've built it, there's no there's no feeling like it and so back to your original question of you know what advice would I give to people that are starting their businesses or to start up um, founders? I think, although I'm not Marmion's founder, I very much acted as a founder from the very beginning because I was I, I was um, so bought into your vision. Mm. Um, and, I, and I would say, don't focus necessarily just on the the money or on the commercials. Think about actually the... The, the business that you're creating in terms of what vision you want to be left behind in terms of, you know, because I know, Janet, for you, um, Marmion is not a lifestyle business at all. It's very much a business that you want to to continue for many, many years. You know, it's a legacy mm-hmm. business. And so that would be my biggest piece of advice. Focus on actually where you want to be. And, and why and, you're doing it. And why. Yeah. You know, and it goes back to that that video that we've watched many times, you know, that love that, that video. <laughs> that video of actually starting with why you do mm. what you do. Mm. And and it's true, you know, when you think about that, every decision you make in the business, whether it's a placement, whether it's a strategic director decision, whatever, you always keep that at the forefront of your mind. Mm. And that impacts your decisions on a daily mm. basis. Mm. I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, why you do it, and then how are you going to do it? You yeah. know, why, why are we do it? Why, why should we do something? And once we know why we should do it, and and you know, it's then it's about making sure that you communicate out to people how you're going to do it, but within the scope of what they're capable of doing, yeah, and not forcing them to do something that a they're uncomfortable with. I mean, we've we've this week done this. Um, for, for everybody out there, you know, you've got to do the performance reviews, you do reviews with your team. We've changed that round now. And I, I really, I'm more comfortable <laughs> with that is, you know, how satisfied are you with what you're doing and how we're supporting you to be able to do what you're doing? Yeah. It changes the narrative and actually makes them feel much more, you know, I hate the word empowered, but it's, it's not, I can't think of another one. Responsible, take be accountable, be responsible for it. It's because the more responsible and the more, accountable they feel yeah. and confident they feel then the more likely they are to perform at their very best yeah and their very best changes according to what they're capable of doing but as a manager and as a leader it's identifying you know what makes your team tick and and accepting that they will all be very different and that would be my advice to managers in terms of how do you drive a business for an ethical business forward? First of all, let them know what it is you want to do. Yeah. Then how are you, why are you going to do it? And how are we going to do it? And what part they can play in making that happen? Yeah. And stick it always. I mean, what is it you should always do? 
What did we talk about this morning in terms of we said we're going to do something? We stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's true, you know, you've always stuck to your word, Janet, whether it's been with me or the wider team, you, you've always stayed true to your word within within the scope of being able yeah. to, of course. But it's it's interesting because I think, you know, when you look at the team we've got, we were talking, you know, just a few weeks ago about the skills we have in the business and 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 what we need because you know as as you do every single day you start to think right okay how are we going to continue growing what skills do we need to bring into the business and rather than going out there and 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 looking for those skills we thought well actually let's look at what we've got here let's yeah. look at the the team we've got around us first of all and and that created a conversation with with one of our colleagues mm-hmm. to potentially look at their 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 progression because naturally when someone gets promoted everyone starts to think oh who's going to take over his position mm-hmm. i.e. my my old position as as recruitment business manager and so you start to think about that succession plan and and you know we've we've looked at the skills we've got and we thought well actually that 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 gap doesn't need filling just yet because you know we can still operate as we are the team can continue to report into me for now but then we're looking at the 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 team we've got in terms of where they what their roots might look like and it's just interesting because I think quite often people look at what they need and they don't look internally first they think oh we need to go out and recruit another person to do that and they follow a traditional model don't they yeah whereas you've got to be a little bit the society has changed in the way people are working in terms of flexible working and stuff you know you really need to think differently about the different roles do we need that let do we need all those roles there you know and will that suit the people you've got you're absolutely right I think it's being brave to be able to and intelligent enough to say you know this isn't this won't work in the future mm. and we we know we've we've worked with enough companies now to be able to say that doesn't work there we've 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 our research and our understanding of how they run their business they've all changed <laughs> it's interesting isn't it because you you do see that you go into businesses and we work with a, a wide variety of organizations mm. And you go into some organisations and you see how they're operating and it is, some are very traditional, some are very mm-hmm. modern. And having an outsider's perspective going into those businesses, you see it from a completely different point of view and you're able to consult them in so many different ways about what, what the reality is out there. Because if, if these businesses want to continue to attract talent, yeah. the reality is, is that that next generation coming through right now is a completely... Oh new breed of generation um generational candidates you know they're they're wanting remote work they're wanting all the benefits that you could every single benefit under the sun that you could imagine because there is an element a little bit controversial but you know we do see a few entitled candidates coming through occasionally speaking well speaking as a mother of that generation I, I remember the pressure as a mother. I mean, just why I hated going to the playground because their children were expected to be the best looking, the most popular, the most sporty, the most intelligent. Yeah. I mean, the kind of pressure I saw those children under. And, you know, and my, my kids are fortunate. They had parents who had all I wanted them to be was to be decent human beings. Mm. And, you know, that was down to me. But I And this is where the sense of entitlement is, is that, you know, because they've been... I feel, and that again is controversial, so sorry if anybody disagrees with me, but I'll challenge you on it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you ha- you set the expectation for your children and then schools then are supposed to mop it up. And schools are not necessarily the place to do that, but schools do need to help 
their pupils understand what they can expect if they decide to go down into the world of work or mm. if they decide to go to university. And whatever whatever way they come out of education, there has to be some way that they that students can access support from people who'll tell them what it's really like. Yeah. Which well, is what we do. Exactly. You know, I do find that our consultative nature does mean that we are having to have those quite difficult conversations sometimes with with this new generation because we have to give them the reality of what the business landscape actually looks like you know there's one client that um i remember saying to me once on the phone he said you know matt when i was when i was back starting my job you know i would never turn up to work late and if i did even if i was just a couple of minutes late i'd be absolutely mortified and i'd be apologizing but now they have people turning up to work half an hour late and they don't even say sorry you know Mm -hmm. they you know back then it was it was a basic salary and that's all you got you didn't get all these benefits that you get in the in the current landscape and I don't think we actually realise quite how lucky we are sometimes. I think there needs to be a lot more investment in preparing each generation. And when I say not just this generation, but generations to come in, as you get older, you'll see that generation changing, society will change and you will have to keep adapting. But that's what makes business exciting. It is. And, And that's what I love about business. And that is honestly the reason why. I absolutely love studying it at school and I I just read about it all the time because the landscape is consistently changing. Each day is different. Every year is different. Look at the shift just in two years from pre-pandemic to post-pandemic. Who knows what's going to happen now in the next couple of years with the, the looming recession, inflation rates. All of these things that go on in the economy impact businesses because you you know there's there's increase in national insurance there's you know there's other other impacts on on organizations but also you know your team I'm reading a lot at the moment about organizations that are you know trying to add additional perks into their their offering um to try and make things a little bit easier for their employees I saw the um think it was the talent acquisition manager at asda post about it this week claire she she posted about the fact that they are offering more discounts within within asda walmart and they're they're trying to help their employees wherever they can and i think that's 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 great you know i think more and more businesses where they they where they can afford it should be you know because ultimately costs are increasing you've got fuel at an all-time high you've you know you've got inflation rates can't believe I, I mean what's the cost for freddo these days i don't know i should probably have a look <laughs> but that, that's usually it's, how i track uh, it it's a whole economy dependent on what a freddo costs <laughs> do freddos still do they still have freddos yeah yeah they do i remember there were, when there were two pence i think it was oh. yeah well but. what is it the chancellor always gets called out how much is a pint of milk yeah i'm sorry i don't know how much a pint of milk is it has gone up actually yeah, i've noticed because i usually buy the milk for the office every <laughs> week <laughs> but i mean if you were you know, looking at the the future, the three things that you want to focus on for you, if you if you choose three things that you want to focus on in terms of your development as a leader of an ethical business, what would that be? What would those three things be? Me specifically? Yeah, yeah. I think... From my own development, as as you've already kind of alluded to, it's 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 really absorbing what the role of a director is. So mm-hmm. it's 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 maybe gaining a qualification, having mentor sessions with you each um, each month. To and ensure- other people, I think it'd be useful to meet other yeah. other directors as well. Yeah, I think so. I was reading something the other day. I can't remember what it was, but it was um, or I was talking to someone and they said they spend 
a day, a month in another business. So they go in and they they shadow business leaders to see how other businesses <clears> operate. And I, f- I found that con- concept really interesting because I know that if I reached out to some of our some of our clients, they absolutely would allow yeah. me in. You know, they, they'd let would. me go and shadow them for the day. They're and a good old bunch. Maybe that could be something I could yeah. I could look at. I mean, that that's one thing for me personally. When it comes to marmion in the business I, and, and the wider team, I think it's looking at perhaps what we can create in terms of what, what we need to do to, to grow the business organically and to see how we can develop our own succession plan. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just thinking about the next year I'm thinking about well who who else can we bring onto the board and and what do we need to to do to en- enable them to be able to get to that level mm. a big part that people don't often talk about but it, it is important I'd say one of the third things is my personal life there's a lot that I need to do there in terms of you know it's working on yourself not just physically but also mentally and that is a topic that that I would like to talk more about you know moving forward in terms of you know looking at mental health not just in the workplace but looking at it you know in the educational sector also looking at LGBTQ plus matters again in the workplace in education and and those are kind of points that I think on this podcast as well you know bringing leaders in to talk about how they're I guess making a difference when it comes to these these points that really are very critical at the moment I mean just this week the first ever uni league for mental health has been launched by Ben West um he's an advocate that I, f- I follow on Instagram he's he's launched that to ensure that universities are basically putting more effort and more funding into ensuring that there is mental health support out there mm. and it's so interesting reading the, the the table the league table it's only just been launched i think two days ago and already it's causing a huge stir out there on twitter and on on social because it's making universities realize oh we really need to do more here i agree i mean i think there's it's you know, if you if you think about it during the period of education, they create, they embed your belief system. Yeah. That, that they, they actually create everything that goes into your belief system comes from all the things you learn as a child, as a young adult, and they really drive what happens to you as you move on in life and how you cope with life. Mm-hmm. And we're already starting to do some stuff with schools, which is really exciting. Yeah. And saying to them, actually, you know something, it's not all about university. Or if it is about university... Do something you enjoy. It's not about what your mum and dad did. <laughs> it's about what you you want in life. And and the other thing is, is that being a professional is not all it's cut out to be. No, it's you don't hard. need to be. You don't need to do that. You can become a really good tradesperson. Learn something that you really love and you feel passionate about. And which is why thirty years on, I'm still in the business that I am still very very passionate about. You know, and it's something that you know I'm very proud of. You should be. I should be, but I, but that's what I'm saying is we we as a business we can do more to drive those sort of changes and attitudes yes. to supporting younger people through the career direction program that we run, all sorts of things. But you know what's what's going to excite me about you, Matt, is and the team that you've got is what you're going to do with this business in five years' time, what it's going to look like in five years' time. That's what's really exciting. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Well, if you can if you can do it within the next couple of years, that'd be quite nice. You know? But 
you know, it's it's really exciting, and I think, and I'm really well. I don't think I'm. I am very very proud of what you've achieved so far, and I am looking forward to this next year. Mentoring you, getting to you to where you want to be, so that I can then go off and have three months off next year. I'm just putting it out there because there'll be no podcast for me for three months next year. Matt will be doing it all. <laughs> well, I can fly out to meet you, but you know that's what we've always said, Janet, and I know you continue to say that. You know, it's creating a succession plan that so that we can, if we need to, or if we want to. You know, I never went travelling, and I'd like to take some time out in the future. I'd I'd love to go and see more of the world. You know, it's it's pretty much the, the the thing that drives me the most is is being able to go out there and and meet new people see different cultures um so no absolutely we were talking about this just on side we were talking about that with the team this morning i was saying you know my what i would love is that you know at some point in the not too distant future is that you we are able to offer sabbaticals yeah to everybody it doesn't matter what job they've got they've got a sabbatical they've got a safe job to come back to because i know a friend of mine he's and i don't know whether he'll listen to this but mark is he took eight weeks out of the business to go sailing and he's had an absolute fantastic time yeah i see that he, i've been following him on the messages and he's had a fantastic time and do you know something he's looking forward to coming back to work yeah i can imagine and if that is what you know just eight weeks does you know i think that is something that businesses should really think, give your people a sabbatical. Because, you know, if they're, if they're on a sabbatical and they're living life and they're doing the thing that they didn't want to do, it's not going to impact the business negatively. They're going to come back refreshed. Yeah, no, exactly. And on the note of sabbaticals, you know, one of our future guest speakers who will be coming on, you know, he's taking the whole of next year to go sailing around the yeah. world. So yeah. it'd be interesting Sean, to hear from him. we're looking forward to having you on next time. Yeah. But thanks, Matt. You know, and I just want to wish you every success and happiness importantly happiness in this role and thank you for having my back for the last five years well thank you for everything yeah i know i mean it means a lot janet thank you for everything and um i look forward to um sending me on my way next year (laughs) (laughs) see you later (laughs) so that's a wrap for today and thank you for listening um if you'd like to know a little bit more about marmion and what it is that we do please visit our website wearemarmion.com And I will look forward to um, talking to you with our next guest next month.